are on. And this is another edition of the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. As always, my name is Kyle Bird, and I'm joined by Matt, who is my co-host. Say hello to all the lovely people in podcast land. Hello, lovely people in podcast land. Yeah, they're driving to work. They're picking up the kids. They're uh, procrastinating at work. Um, <laughs> we get we get them through this, this life. Um, so as they may or may not know, well, actually, first let, let's let's go back because we need to uh, tell people that we are on Twitter now. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, man, we we joined we joined the uh, social media thing called Twitter, and you can you can tweet us and follow us at kt underscore podcast. Uh, so 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 do that because we're awesome. Yes. Also, if you haven't already, check us out on Facebook and like our Facebook page, please. Uh, not only do you get epi- podcast updates, but we also post a lot of cool pictures, news articles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, just do a search for Kaiju Transmissions, and you will find us. Uh, you can email us at kaijutransmissions at g- gmail, right? That is correct. I'm such a good host that I don't even know our own email address. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, please go on to iTunes, leave us a review, because I'm told that people read those and pay attention to them. So whether you like us or hate us, leave us a review. We'll appreciate it whether you're positive or negative, you know, because uh, this is a free country where everyone can speak their minds, right? At, at least for the time being. Right, at I least for now. <laughs> uh, as of, it, When this podcast goes out, I don't know how true that'll be, but leave us a review. We want to hear from you guys, and that's also why, Matt, you have your, uh, have, have uh, uh, the, the, are the, 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 uh, Man, speak English. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's one in the morning. Um, you have a poll out. That's your yeah, brainchild. Yeah, man. We're, we're doing we're doing the the Godzilla ranking project. We're basically you're gonna rank all the Godzilla films from basically your, your least favorite to your your favoritist. Favoritist is not a word I know, but I wanted to say it. See, so. you're messing up too, man. But but they're used to me screwing up words. They're not used to you like spitting and splattering and not <laughs> speaking words. That's true. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, the, you, so go to our. You can go to our Twitter page. You can go to our Facebook page, and basically, you click the link. Uh, it will ask you to rank the Godzilla series from your least favorite to your favorite. And basically, what you're doing is you're picking between two movies at any given time. So you're going to say choose between a movie a and movie b and you'll do that through the entire series and then it will put together a list at the very end for you and then you'll take that list copy and paste it onto our facebook page or you can tweet it at us and i will take that and we will use it as some data for a future podcast episode uh also we're asking everybody if they feel so inclined to include their age as that is something that we want to discuss um in the podcast episode just kind of talking about how you know the the movies you grew up with and how that affects your uh, viewing of the movies that you know you prefer, so to speak. So uh, hopefully you have some time. It takes like five minutes or so. It's a fun little exercise. Um, Bird says it takes like a minute. That's that's not true. It takes about five. So yeah, it depends on how hard you want to rack your brain over if you think like Godzilla fifty four is better than like Mega Gearus. 
Yeah, that's not a hard one, I don't think. <laughs> um, so, as some people know, or may, some people may know, uh, we are in the middle of King Kong month, which isn't an actual month. It's a month span about from February through the March 10th release of Skull Island, where we are going back to our original weekly structure to bring you a new Kong-themed episode every week. I'm planning on putting this one out last, uh, but who knows uh, as far as when we can get the rest done. The reason for that is it's the only one I was, it's the only other one I was actually prepared to record at the moment. Um, <laughs> Bird sucks is what he's saying. Or I just watched all the stupid movies first. Which... Well, well, yeah, we did that at, at, when you came down that one weekend. Yeah, I, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I went to Matt's, and it was actually the first time we'd met in person. I spent the weekend with him. It was a, a good time. Uh, we also recorded two episodes that'll go out after this, probably. Um, and uh, when we were there, we were just talking about Skull Island, what we wanted to do. And Matt was like, we should do all those, like, because there's a bunch of them. He was like, we should do an episode all about, like, those dumb King Kong ripoffs. Um, because, uh, like, I mean, people know Godzilla had, like, um, Gamera, Gilala, Gappa, Gorgo, um, Yongari, you know, all these, like, knockoffs that were made in, in varying uh, degrees of quality and success. And King Kong kind of had the same thing, where kind of, with the success of King Kong movies, all these studios kind of wanted to churn out their own little versions and hope, maybe hope for their own franchise, which uh, didn't happen with any of these. <laughs> um, and so Matt was like, yeah, we should do that. And then, you know, we were just seeing, like, what's readily available. And then the two of us watched King or Queen Kong together. And uh, um, we'll, we'll get to that experience um, in, in a little bit. But um, so that's, that's our topic. We're all those, all the dumb King Kong ripoffs. Um, these are pretty much only the 60s and 70s. Um, and, you know, as you heard, we did a whole episode about... King Kong in Japan. King Kong was a very successful property in Japan. The Japanese made King Kong cartoons, comic books, movies. Um, so they love King Kong. But if this is any indication, it seems like people all over the world love King Kong. They love King Kong so much they got to make their own version, their own crappy whatever the hell these things even are. Um, so... Uh, Without further ado, we we have uh, we have five movies here. We have Conga, The Mighty Gorga, Queen Kong, Ape, and The Mighty Peking Man, and we're we're going to talk about all these. Um, some of these are more popular than others. Um, some are available on DVD. Others are well, I think they're they're all available, but as to like what degree of like how easy are they to find? <laughs> um, so, uh, we're we're gonna start with uh, the British. Well, Wait, let's let let me let me ask you a question real quick, Bird. Did you did you watch the the Bangalore King Kong film? Well, no, because well, yeah. Do you want to get that? We'll mention since we don't have like a review of that. We'll we'll mention that in I think 2010. Um, 
there was a, a King Kong remake. It's just called Bangalore King Kong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, uh, which I guess is is Bangalore. Is that like Bangladesh? Bangladesh. Yeah, a, a Bangladesh is Bangla. Is it Bangladeshi? Is that is that like? Anyway, it's a I King Kong Bangla, remake from Bangladesh. Know. Who, um, their uh, their movies. We'll just say they don't have money to make movies. It's not even that they're low budget movies. It's they're like no budget movies. So, and also it's like um. It's, uh, like, all their movies are, like, um, I, I guess it's considered a Bollywood movie, which is, like, uh, um, you know, South Asian movies and Indian productions and stuff like that, and Bollywood movies are, like, three hours all, almost always, and they're, they're musicals, usually, also. Um, we actually Yeah, there's ha- a lot of that. Yeah, we, we actually have, um... Because I'm I'm from the Detroit area, we actually have a really large, um, like uh, Indian population, and so our theaters, like even like our AMC's and stuff, um, they get a lot of like the big Indian releases. Um, some of them without even like subtitles or anything, because there's such a big population, and and like um, uh, and yeah, like I'll look up like showtimes for a movie, and I'll see some like foreign title and be like what is that and it's like it's three and a half hours and i'm like oh it must be one of those bollywood movies hopefully they all are better <laughs> i mean hopefully i mean i know they're all better looking than Banglar king kong because you know they're from <laughs> countries that have money to make movies but um matt had never heard of this i remember when it came out and uh like i think there was like a thread on monster zero and then um like a trailer uh, I was considering watching it until I saw the runtime, and then also I could only find the first half of the movie unsubtitled. And I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know, not not now. Yeah, but like if you watch, so so because I'm awesome, I, I just posted to our, our Twitter feed uh, the trailer, which is like five minutes long, and it, it basically gives you the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of I feel like most of the stuff you'd want to see is in that anyway. But but Matt, but like the <sighs> Matt, I I'd, I'd the... seen this I'd seen this trailer before. Now, when I sent it to you, what 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 were what went through your head? What did you see? Well, like I I don't I don't even there's like a woman like grinding on some dude at one point that was like really weird. I don't understand that part and like she's dancing and it's like trying to figure out what's going on and then there's a scene at the end of the trailer where like King Kong's in the city and he's hitting what are like literally cardboard like you know they always make fun of Godzilla films for having like cardboard miniatures. These were actual cardboard miniatures. And then they they also superimpose the helicopter scene from the the '76 King Kong film into this movie when King Kong is getting shot. <laughs> yes, uh, it was just I and like there's like all these like dancing scenes and like she's singing to King like the the actress the the I'm assuming the one that Kong is uh, trying to you know fall around the entire movie. She's like singing to King Kong and it's just bizarre. I don't. How would you how words would you des- can't even describe? How would you describe uh, the look <laughs> the look of the film? <laughs> uh, 
really just just crappy. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks like something that like when you were in eighth grade. And you had like your well, everybody has like iPhones and are are, basically if you had your smartphone now and went out to your backyard and you wanted to make a movie, that's basically what this would be, I think. Yeah. And the Kong suit, I mean, like the Kong suit literally looks like you one that you could just like buy at like a Halloween shop. Yeah, like I mean, I I think the worst costume at at g fest and i'm not knocking the g fest costumes because there's like some really awesome stuff there but like the worst outfit that you can imagine i don't know like my son who's three making for g fest that's what this outfit looks like (laughs) and 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 you need to just listen go, go to our twitter feed it's on there watch it it's both amazing because of how terrible it is but like you're gonna have to like wash your eyes out, I think, with some sort of saline solution because it's that bad. It's just like a terrible. <laughs> I, I don't. It I, looks. It looks like a Tim and Eric skit. If you remember Tim and Eric <laughs> on Adult Swim, like. <laughs> oh my. Key, Key and Peel need to like come back together and make this movie, but like just make it a short, like ten minute thing. Oh, because be I would amazing. watch that. Um, so anyway, I don't know really why that happened in 2010. I, I were the, maybe the Bangladesh people were just in like desperate need of, of a King Kong. I don't know. I don't, I, I still can't get like the, the, like the dancing scene. Like she's like seducing this guy. It's just really bizarre. I don't, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't, three hours, like three <laughs> yeah, hours, three hours of that. Yeah, that the Peter Jackson King Kong film was a bit long. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Go, go to think... the, go to the Facebook and Twitter or the Twitter page and, uh, watch that trailer and imagine like that for three hours. I think what happened was like, they knew that Trump was going to bring back torture and they decided <laughs> to make this film for that. I think that's what this is. One day when, 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 if we can find the full version, Matt, one day we will watch it. Oh, I'm That's fine. It. I'm gonna. It's gonna happen. We got a podcast to run here. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really drink <laughs> alcohol that often, but I think I might require it for that <laughs> particular film, especially if it's not subtitled. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so there are a lot of King Kong knockoffs. Not only Banglar King Kong, but King Kong is weird and. By this time, I'm hoping the the Kong 76 episode is out, where that's where I really want to get into the copyright and stuff with King Kong. Basically, it breaks down to there's parties that own Kong in print form, movie form, the past um, RKO and Paramount films, and the Toho stuff, and then there's also like a weird public domain ver- element to Kong because the novelization of the first movie is in the public domain. So there's like a weird gray area that some people have operated. Um, to, from what I understand, that's how the nineties and then the Netflix Kong animated series, um, came about. Um, there in, in 1998, uh, through Warner Brothers, there was like an animated musical remake of King Kong called The Mighty Kong. Um, Matt, did you ever watch this or anything from it? I've heard of, but never actually seen anything. Um, but uh, it, weird. Uh, the screenwriter is the guy that wrote the American script for King Kong Escapes. 
Um, and it's got musical numbers by, like, Disney veterans. It's got, like, Dudley Moore as a, vo- a voice. But with all that talent, it's a real piece of crap. Um, and it's just a soft, 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 emphasis on soft, retelling of King Kong. It's so soft, in fact, that instead of dying at the end, when he falls off the World Trade Center, they capture him in a giant net and take him back to Skull Island. <laughs> what? <laughs> it happens. Um, oh, man. But the the way that came about is because it's based on the novelization rather than the movie. Um, and uh, one of the reasons you can tell, as astutely pointed out by uh, one of our uh, friends uh, from uh, Mas- Kevin from Macer Patrol, who's kind of doing the same thing we are on, on his site, is going through a different like King Kong thing leading up to the release of Skull Island. If you haven't checked out those blog posts, check them out, because they're a lot of fun. And they cover comics, games, uh, TV shows, and everything. So, um, anyway, uh, is that you can tell because Carl Denham is not named in the novelization. So that's how you can tell that they were working with a public domain version of King Kong. Um, now then, producers from uh, that... The Mighty Kong, um, when Godzilla 98 came out and that had its own animated series, they uh, had made um, Kong, the animated series, which I haven't seen much of, but it's not very good either. Um, The idea is that, like, uh, I think there's, like, a a teenager, maybe? Maybe, I don't know, a young guy who, like, merges with Kong, almost in a way that, like, Hayata merges with Ultraman. (laughs) If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre, though. Yeah, it's not like, it's... very good. Uh, and then that la- that was like 1998 to maybe 2000. And then in 05, when the Jackson movie came out, they made two animated features that were straight to video from that cartoon. Um, and then just recently, uh, Avi Arad, the guy that um, before Marvel got, got, got it, you know, under control, had driven the Spider-Man franchise into absolute hell. Um, He uh, produced Kong, King of the Apes, which is a CG cartoon for Netflix, which shares producers with Kong the Animated Series. So see where I'm going? These are weird, unofficial versions of king kong and it all stems back from the novelization being in the public domain which it's pretty interesting yeah so it's weird because it's like if 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 i don't know i i think it's probably pretty ballsy of them to do because like it can't be that easy to just say like oh it's kong but it's like an idea from a public domain thing like i don't know i don't know i maybe it's just like the the people that do own portions of Kong's copyright aren't, like, the Toho people. Um, But maybe they should be if this is the stuff people are going to do with it. So um, that just goes to show uh, just how complicated Kong's rights are because he's certainly owned by someone. Universal has the majority of the character rights, but it's weird. It's, It's just weird because there's, like, a weird gray area that some people like, are ballsy enough to operate in. It's very strange. Um, so let's get into, like, the the people that 
couldn't even do that. And we have a series of King Kong knockoffs. Um, so we're going to start with the British. Um, <laughs> so this is a 1961 um, directed by a man named John Lamont, who's barely made anything, um, is Conga. Uh, this is probably the most, uh, one of the more well-known movies that we're going to talk about because, um, you know, it got an, uh, a U.S. release from AIP, um, and, you know, I, I think this is one of the, f- I think this is probably the only movie that we're talking about that actually did and still does get a lot of, like, TV play. Like, this movie does show up on, like, TCM and stuff every now and then. Um, so anyway, Conga, um, was produced by, um, a guy, uh, named Herman Cohen. Um, and he was a, he was a successful B-movie, like, exploitation film kind of guy. Uh, if you, if you're into, like, American B-movies of the 50s, um, I was a teenage werewolf is probably like the one that people would know him from. Um, and as a working title, he, uh, got an idea out for something called, I was a teenage gorilla, which morphed into this. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Um, the best. Oh man. Uh, and, uh, so, um, shot in 18 months. Uh, is Conga, which this is going back to what I was saying about like the rights and stuff. It's weird because Cohen paid RKO $25,000 to use the name Kong, you know, to exploit, you know, the King Konginess of it. Um, which is like, I mean, could he have just spent a little more and just bought the rights to King Kong and made a King Kong movie? You would think, geez, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, anyway. So, uh, Conga, uh, stars Michael Goff, who I think most people would know as Alfred from the 80s and 90s, uh, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Um, but I mean, he's been around forever, um, forever and ever and ever. Um, also in a, a lot of Hammer horror movies, um, my favorite, he's in my favorite Dracula movie, which is, uh, Horror of Dracula with Christopher Lee. Um, so, I mean, he had a very, very long career, um, a lot of sci-fi and horror movies, and that was all before the Tim Burton Batman. Uh, Tim Burton being a fan of all that stuff is what made him cast him in Batman. Um, but anyway, so, uh, he plays a cantankerous old botanist, uh, who teaches at a college, and he comes back from Africa after being presumed dead, and, um, when he was in Africa, he researched these plants that were growing in, in animals that were just growing at a huge size. And he brought back with him a baby chimp named Conga to test out a theory that he could, uh, create a serum that would make organisms bigger. Um, and, uh, I mean, uh, he, he's just like, you're an, an asshole, old (laughs) cantankerous white guy um so he starts killing like people that are opposing his research at the university and like uh 
his rivals by um, using Conga, who, like, um, for most of the movie, Conga is, like, uh, I don't want to say human size because it's a, a big gorilla, but... Um, is, Basically human size. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for lack of better terms, human size. And he, he uses uh, Conga to, like test the obedience uh, and stuff in the serum. And so he has Conga kill all these people that he doesn't like. Um, I mean, that's really the plot. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, by the end, um, uh, the botanist assistant who, uh, like, the, is she his girlfriend? They never, like, make No, no, no. They, yeah, so, so they... He promises to marry her because, like, they're they're like she, they imply that they're together, but he doesn't want to marry. And then and then she's like, "We need to get married, or I'm basically done." And then he agrees to marry her. And then she gets she gets pissed off because then she finds out that he wants the younger college student that right. he tries to like rape at that <laughs> one part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. After after he kills her boyfriend with Conga. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then and then his her like his mad girlfriend, she injects him with like more stuff that turns him into for like the last like 20 minutes or whatever, like the the giant conga that you've seen on the on uh like the posters and stuff. Um yeah. Uh this is it's this is like a movie that I've known of since I was a kid. For whatever reason um I never watched it until now, you know, and I mean, I just say that because like, you know, when I was like trying to make sure I saw like as much of the stuff as possible, this is always one that I just never got around to, not for any real reason. Um, and, uh, I think this was your first time watching it as well, right, Matt? Yeah, this is my first time seeing it. I'm kind of, man, it was, uh, the thing is I actually like, really enjoyed 90% of the movie. Michael Goff is freaking amazing in this film. I I love him. One thing you might not know about me is I I really like, um, like angry old, like scientists that like, are just, are just, are just mad for no reason. And there's a lot of them. If you look at in like fifties and sixties B movies, um, yeah, that's like a staple of the genre. Yeah. Like that's why I like, um, I don't know. I don't know if you'll know, but, uh, like the hammer sci-fi movies, the Quatermass series about this Dr. Quatermass, who's the, who's the hero. And he's just an angry old man. Who's just an asshole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I love that. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's like you said, it's one of those B movie staples of that time, like exclusive to that time period. And I just find it so funny that like these people that are like not 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 so much in Conga, but usually they're like the heroic characters are these old crusty white guys that are just mad and are just <laughs> arrogant and that's also why like I like um Richard Boone in The Last Dinosaur. It's like this is our hero's this drunk yeah. old guy that just <laughs> yells at everybody. Like I don't know. There's something about that that's infinitely hilarious to me. And yeah, Michael Goff is amazing at it. Like he should have played a role roles like this more often because he's he's such an asshole and he's such a like and and he's so manipulative that like I mean he's he's easy pe- people like just believe what he says. Like like you you mentioned like there's like his student who's like the hot young girl and he kills yeah. her boyfriend 
And like the thing is, she's like has so like she's like so taken with him the whole movie. And then when when it is like in towards the climax, like when he is like kind of like coming on to her, he's actually kinda? like he, well yeah. But no, like it, before it gets like all rapey, like he's actually kind of smooth about it and like it's like, dude, if you didn't start, if you like didn't start start like yelling and groping her and stuff, you probably could have had this. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, why are you? What are you doing? You had you the, the, you had this, and then you just went nuts. Um, but no, he he's he's like he is what makes this movie so. Like you said, like this is a very watchable movie. Um, and like when I think of like the old B movies that I just get a kick out of that are just dumb and just, you know, turn your brain off, watch it, enjoy it. Um, like this movie has like all the things that I like in a B movie of this time period. Um, now you said that, uh, you enjoyed about 90% of it. Can I guess that it's because one once Conga turns giant that the movie just like really just does is isn't interesting anymore? <laughs> That's exactly. Right. I mean, so so Conga becomes giant. You have like there's there's very little going on. Like Conga goes to what I presume is Big Ben, the the giant like clock tower thing, and and he stands there like for what feels like 10 minutes and there's yeah, nothing going anything. on he he doesn't knock it down he doesn't try to climb it he just stands there like yeah there's just like there, there's really nothing happening for for that he's just walking around the city like and people are running from him but that's it there's no it was just really boring and so like if you're <laughs> going into this film thinking this is a giant you know king kong ripoff film like it's kind of not. It actually is more like uh, the Edgar Allan Poe story, the the murders in the Rue Morgue. Like that's that's really what this this movie is. It's more like a murder mystery with the giant ape thrown in. And at the very end, it sort of rips off King Kong, but like it does it so poorly. Yeah, right. I feel like it almost doesn't. It does. It almost like doesn't count. Yeah. Um, and you know they they end up you know clearly they they kill they kill Kong and it's but it's just like I, I guess like the the funny part is like when he throws. <laughs> He th- he throws um the guy down uh, at the very end the uh, uh, Charles Decker the professor yeah. he just like throws him to the ground <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I wanted him to die like in a worse way because he's so sinister yeah he <laughs> I don't he really is I I don't think we could like unless you watch the film like the guy is pure evil he really <laughs> yeah like for he, no real he, reason he kills <laughs> yeah he like he kills he kills like his his per, like the uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the at, at the uh, school he kills the guy who's basically over all the teachers. He kills a girl's boyfriend. He kills a rival scientist. He betrays the girl that he's supposed his assistant. Like he's just a total d bag. Like he's just he's the best <laughs> kind of villain though because he's likable. That's the thing. Like he's a likable character, and he's what makes the movie tick. And that's that's why I enjoyed it. But then like the end just ruins everything the movie built up to. Yeah. Um. I agree the 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 climax just especially I mean you know I mean you see the poster and you see a giant ape rampaging through <laughs> a city and you get it it's just he just doesn't he just walk you know what he's like Shin Godzilla he just kind of walks around and looks at things <laughs> 
And he's like, uh, they're, they're at the end, they're shooting tanks at him, and like they're not the military isn't that like far away from him, but like they are there, they just miss him like for like two minutes yeah. before they ever actually shoot him. Yeah, and then he just like kind of like falls over. It's yeah. just it's really bad. Um, uh, and and also uh, awful awful gorilla suit. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. <laughs> Um, it's bad, but it's not like as tr- it's not bad in like the charming derpy way that the uh, Japanese Kong suits are. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, but I mean, regardless of that, I actually did enjoy this movie. Um, the, this is this is one that I would actually probably like if someone did put out like a decent Blu-ray of it for like a nice price. I would probably get it. Like this, this is one that I would rewatch. Yeah, I, I, all the the negative stuff aside, like like I said, I enjoy I enjoy most of it, so I, I would definitely rewatch yeah. it as well. Doctor Decker is just too awesome. Yeah, he is pretty awesome. Um, I like how you, I like that you said cantankerous like three times. Oh yeah, dude, I love that word. Um, Conga had a strange post movie life as well. Um, there was a novelization. Which I think that is kind of like in the King Kong way is like kind of like public domain now. But uh, Charlton Comics, who are no longer around, they did some. I think they did some King Kong comics at one point. But um, they did a whole series of uh, uh, Conga comics um, in the '60s, where uh, Conga would fight like different monsters, um, and uh, uh, it was the the. I mean, the main thing here is that uh, it was drawn by Steve Ditko, who is one of the one of the best comic book artists uh, in American comics. And you know, he he drew a lot of the the classic Marvel stuff. Co-creator uh, of Spider Man. Um, uh, you know, when you think of Spider Man, I mean, you probably, whether you know it or not, you're probably thinking of a Steve Ditko drawing. Um, yep. And uh, that's just, that's like a weird kind of footnote to all, <laughs> a weird ending to the, the tale of Conga. Like, I don't know how this, like, cheap, sleazy, junky B movie. <laughs> yeah, like a comic book yeah and it, congo would fight nazis and robots and dragons and giant monsters and uh it was all kinds of crazy um hey hey by the way did you know do you know what the name of the publisher was for the novelization uh no i don't think so it was actually monarch oh look at that which yeah full, full circle back to the whole legendary stuff <laughs> um but yeah, I, I mean, I haven't read any of them, but you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of the covers. Um, and uh, covers I, are awesome. Yeah, and I, I know I know you can find uh, the comics online. And um, IDW just did a full reprint of all the Conga comics in a, a book called it's called Ditko's Monsters Conga, um, and you can get all of them in one set. Um, so if you're interested in that, check it out. Um, they also did a Gor- Steve Ditko and Charlton Comics also did a, a Gorgo comic book, uh, a sequel to Gorgo in comic book form that is also uh, released by IDW. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, that's that's stuff that you can check out if you want to kind of see... I know, this is going to sound weird, but the Conga uh, um, uh, ex- extended universe. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, how many... Um, yo, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention, like, when he's experimenting with the size serum, he grows these plants in his greenhouse that look suspiciously like penises. With like, t- with like <laughs> they, tongue- they-, <laughs> they look like penises with tongues sticking out. It's very weird. Uh, they, yeah, they, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good sign for us to move on to the next movie. <laughs> yeah. So, well, how many, how many huge penis plants do you give this out of five? Uh, you know, like I said, I really enjoyed most of the movie, so I'm going to go two and a half because, like, old old cantankerous scientists are the best. I mean, it's a dumb, stupid, sleazy B movie, but it's like. I mean that in like all the right ways, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna go yeah. two and a half. Um, so I mean, I talked about the producer uh, Cohen being a, a big King Kong fan, and even paying RKO for the rights to use like Kong in a title. Uh, the next movie, I really don't know why it happened. It's the only movie on here <laughs> where I don't I don't know why it exists. Um, <laughs> And that's uh, 1969. The thing is, in 1969, like, there wasn't really, like, the, the Congo was made by a guy that just liked King Kong, wanted to make a, like, a, a big ape movie. Uh, and then the other ones we have are direct cash-ins or parodies of the 76 movie, which was a huge deal. Then in 1969, when nothing was happening, out of nowhere came the mighty Gorga. Um, directed by a guy named David L. Hewitt, who is probably most known for, um, uh, various, like, really low-budget B-movies, like, uh, uh, Monsters Crash the Pajama Party, that's an actual movie, (laughs) uh, um, so anyway, and, and I mean, this guy is, like, these are like dirt cheap B movies. So, the Mighty Gorga. Uh, geez, how do I even? Okay, so a circus owner is about to go bankrupt. So, and then he hears rumors about an overgrown gorilla, which is Gorga in Africa, that he wants to capture and bring to his circus. Then there's like a convoluted plot where he's like a hunter over there's daughter, like she's about to like. They they have no money either, and, like, her dad's missing, and so they set off to find Gorga together. And that's pretty much your your story. And, and meanwhile, while they're just walking around doing absolutely nothing, we get scenes of a white guy wearing, like, tribal garb saying, like, <laughs> Mighty Gorga, come, like, defend us from the evil white invaders, even though, like, this guy... He's white? Yeah, he's white. <laughs> I think they tried to put him in blackface, but there's like barely any like dark darkness. Oh no! Like, like it's not even it's not even it's it's probably the worst blackface that I've ever seen. Looks like they just rolled him around in, in dirt. <laughs> like, 
the first thing I, I I saw when he was talking about like save us from the mighty white man, I was like, dude, you're you're the whitest dude in the movie. I don't understand yeah, how this looks works. White, talks white, and yeah, it, it looks like he just rolled around in dirt like uh, that 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 kid from Charlie Brown. <laughs> like he, yeah, but the, the bizarre thing are the the natives are actually natives. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what happened? Why couldn't they just get one of those guys to say those lines? I I, I don't know. Or at least like pretend to have them, because like I don't know, maybe they don't speak English, but it's like okay, fine, dub them. What? What? Nobody would notice. It's 1969. We don't care about that crap yet. Uh. Anyway. Um. And then every now and then you'll get a random scene of like Gorga coming to like, you know, take a girl that's like up for sacrifice. Um. <laughs> I, I, I. I mean, there's nothing more I can say about like what happens in this movie because it's mostly nothing uh no that's not that's not okay 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 (laughs) that's not that's not entirely true like first of all we got to backtrack did you know that david david l hewitt actually played gorga (laughs) no he he directed no he he directed he did the screen he did the screenplay and he played the freaking gorilla himself this guy's out of this guy's out of his mind (laughs) So, so like the the whole this movie is terrible in so many ways. But the <laughs> there there's this one scene that we have to talk about because he Gorga of course fights like this what is supposed to be a T Rex that that I'm pretty sure was like I I, I don't wh- how would you describe that fight scene by the way I don't I, I, don't, I don't know, know. What it you looks would... it just looks like a well the dinosaur just looks like a puppet with like a that like can't close its mouth and then I don't know it's it's the most sorry ass. <laughs> fight you could that ever fight ask. was awful yeah like they they don't even like all of a sudden the, the dinosaur like falls over and we don't know really know how it got beat i don't really know what happened to it i think it's he just, just kinda like, like hit it on the head and then it just like yeah fell. and like it's just uh um there's there's like the, 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 i did find out uh we were talking before this podcast about there's like a really there's some there's some footage of like a dragon in the cave that's um Oh, I can't think of the te- technique that they used. Stop um, but it, yeah, there we go. Thank you. I, I just it's two o'clock in the morning and like my my brain is fried. But that's actually from Goliath and the Dragon, apparently. Okay. So like they they just like stole and also there's like a <laughs> volcano underneath the village that erupts and destroys a village according to what they say in the film, but doesn't kill people in the volcano because they go into the volcano at one point in this movie. Like it just makes no sense. No. And then uh, the first like half hour of this is uh, just the guy walking around a zoo and like looking at different animals. Yeah, literally. And then they just show stock <laughs> footage of different animals. And then uh, I do have to mention my favorite part was when like this guy, <laughs> this guy he dro- he drove up to a guy like a, a black guy working there, and he just started talking to him and like trying to talk to him in like some African language, and the guy was just like, uh, I speak English. <laughs> Like, and he speaks, like, perfect English, and the guy's like, uh, oh, can you point me in the direction of, like, this? And it's like, this that guy was being blatantly racist. racist. It, it, that would be like if you walked up to an Asian guy in the street and just started, like, trying to talk to them in, like, uh, like a, a Chinese oh, language man. or something, and they're like, uh, I, I speak English. <laughs> anyway, and then and then the next, like, 40 minutes is taken up by them in Africa looking at different animals. 
Uh, it's just these people walking around looking at animals, and every now and then Gorga will come and like take a sacrifice, and then and then at the end, like they find the da- the, the the girl's dad, and then they uh, like like the bad guy steal some treasure. Yeah, they steal some <laughs> treasure from a volcano that they're inside that is erupting and killed everyone outside of it, uh, and then. <laughs> And then they they like, like, like rescue the dad, and then like they're like, oh, uh, ha, ha, everyone's safe. Let's just go home. And then the guy and the girl are like, let's get married. And it's like, what? Um, and then they 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 just leave Gorga there. So like, none of the setup for this whole story. Like, are they still going bankrupt? Like, is the circus well, going to be okay? The treasure, like, the treasure that they just stole is going to save them apparently. There, there is a villain. Like, there's this guy. The overarching story is there's like this, this circus that this girl owned was basically in foreclosure, and she owes this other guy money, and he's trying to force her to sell, and then he ends up wanting the treasure and trying to kill her, and Gorgo ends up killing him at the end of the film, and then that's basically how it ends. It's just a terrible movie. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, that's just, really. I don't know. There, there's nothing more to say about this other than it's a. It, it's this movie's a piece. It sucks. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, and, and when they like wake up in the dinosaur's nest, like the the the, the our hero th- picks up one of the eggs and throws it at the dinosaur. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. <sighs> oh man, it's like a dinosaur finger puppet. That's how I would describe that fight. It's like a dinosaur finger puppet. And like Kong's like punching it, not Kong, but Gorga. Whatever this damn thing's called. Uh, I don't know, man. No, th- there's nothing good about this. Like the 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 fight with the dinosaur is funny, but like yeah, that was a funny. I don't like, but it sucks. How, how many, many? How many fake white guys? Or what were you gonna say? I don't <laughs> know, maybe, fake maybe white guy? No, he's a real white guy. He's a fake native. Oh man, I he, he I just confused myself. It's like <laughs> so t- <laughs> Oh lord. Matt is uh, delirious at, at oh, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, it's starting to sink in. Uh I give this uh one third of a fake a fake guy <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> one third. I will uh yeah, I I'm cool with one I'm gonna go with one third as well. I can't, I I can't, can't even quite do give a it a one. I'm only giving it a third because of that dinosaur. Without that dinosaur, I would give this a zero. (laughs) One third. (laughs) (sighs) All right. I can't. Oh man. Moving on. (laughs) We got we got three more to do, man. (laughs) Oh god. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, I feel bad for any of you listening to this right now, but these are these are these are the most fun podcasts because we're just like. Uh, and life is going to be miserable tomorrow. But... Oh, yeah. Work's going to suck. Work's oh, going to yeah. suck in the morning. All right. So 1976, uh, this is a parody movie called Queen Kong. Uh, it's an alleged comedy uh, meant to spoof the 76 <laughs> King Kong movie. And um, this is another British one. Um so 
Queen Kong uh, was actually um, the release was stopped. Um, uh, its initial release it, it got released later, uh, but it was initially stopped due to legal action by Dino De Laurentiis, um, who was producing the the Kong remake. Um, and unfortunately it got out anyway. Uh, so, uh, this is basically, um, I don't know. It thinks it's being really clever by, like, reversing the gender roles in King Kong. So the the director is a woman named Loose Habit. Uh, cause get it, the main actor in the original was Bruce Cabot. And, um... <laughs> She finds a thief named Ray Fay. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's a, it's really clever. Oh, there, there's a really cool. She, he, the way that uh, she gets him to go on the journey with him is he asks her for a joint, and then she roofies him and takes him <laughs> with her to, on the voyage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took notes during this, guys. That that's how much I love our our podcast. I, t- I had to take notes for this terrible oh, movie. Man. I'm glad you did because I did. <laughs> I didn't take notes during this. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's the the plot of King Kong. They go to the island and they find Queen Kong, which is a <laughs> really awful again another awful gorilla suit. Uh, way worse than the Congo one with like these weird gorilla boobs and uh, um, then they 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 go back to the city and you I mean you know what happens this is verbatim the same plot only it's stupid and um, Jesus Christ man like the thing the the worst kind of bad movie is a bad comedy because like yeah, I agree. Because you can't like, uh, and 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 like the, this makes so just all the obvious jokes about like, oh, it's a girl, ha ha ha, and then it's weird because <laughs> at the end it turns into like this weird like feminist like message movie, but like everything before it is almost like making fun of feminism. It's it's weird and it doesn't <laughs> know what it's talking about and. Oh, I got some good notes about this, but you're going to love this. Oh, so let, me, let me go through this crap real fast. So there, there's some parts where, like, the natives, they have, like, exorcist jokes, and they spin their heads in circles and spit vomit. And, of course, all the natives are, are white, so you know how that works. Um, there's, like, ran, there's like a random, like, black guy cleaning a bathroom, and then, like, it turns into an ad for a cleaner. Like, think Mr. Clean, but with a black guy. And this is in the middle of the movie. It's just, like, the most random... Comedy. There's also the the fight with the T Rex ends with Kong kicking him in the nuts. Like that's how it beats the T Rex. I, I forgot about that part. Which is another uh, awful he, looking uh, T Rex. Yeah, he also fights like a pterodactyl, which I remember being pretty blatantly terrible as well. Um, then, like at the end of the film, the main like woman tries to like rape the the guy that she's already roofied once, and he escapes. And then he goes on a speech at the end of the movie about women's rights. Uh, so like it defeats the whole purpose of like being a feminist movie if that was the whole point. And like they burst out in song at random points in the movie, and it's just it's bizarre. Like it's a really bizarre, <laughs> not funny. Just uh, <laughs> like if you were trying to make a, a comedy that was clever and pro-women 
Like, <laughs> this is not the way to do it. No. <laughs> like, they, ha- having your... <laughs> they failed at what everything they on? tried to do. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, no, so that's it, Queen Kong. I wouldn't... Just no, it's, not... it's, it's, an, it's a complete failure. Uh, it, I don't think it did anything right. <laughs> um... Yeah. And then, like, if you look at, like, the posters and stuff, they're so stupid. Like, one of them has, like, the, the giant ape wearing, like, a huge bra. And, like, the ta- <laughs> the tagline is, she's in one of her moods again. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, that, and that's an exact, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you're making a feminist movie, like, that's probably not the right tagline. No, that, <laughs> no that's super sexist. Oh, they also, uh, the one guy, that, again, the, the the male character in the movie he wants a king. There's a King Kong poster in the movie, and the guy wants it, so he steals it. Like that's one of the plot points in the film. Like he walks into this record store and he sees a <laughs> King Kong poster and he steals it. Yeah, that's right it, before he gets roofed by the yeah, girl. <laughs> there's a, there's a. That's weird... why I think that's why she likes him is because she saw him steal the poster. There's like a a, a joke in here where like they're on a boat and uh, a, a shark wearing lipstick shows up and it's wearing a shirt that says lady jaws on it and it's like what is about that yeah and it's like what what is is... what like i don't even is that even a joke what doesn't doesn't queen kong come out initially and like there's like a director's chair and she like sits in it yeah yeah (laughs) like they they make her sit in a chair like when they put her on display and they give her like a big metal bra Uh, oh man and uh no, it's uh, it sucks, and I'm actually scrolling through like Queen Kong posters right now. There's one where like the it, the giant ape has a a big purse and is wearing lipstick. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's, uh it's I mean, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, I will say that the you know so far the Mighty Gorga and Queen Kong got a crucial part right that the 76 movie didn't, and that's dinosaurs. <laughs> they, they're <laughs> shitty dinosaurs, but at, but at least they're there. Oh, uh, <laughs> stupid snakes. They're not dinosaurs. Like, I don't understand that movie. We'll get there. We'll oh, get yeah. there. That'll be a, another, um, another topic. For... And so, uh, yeah, that that's Queen Kong. Um... It's weird in Japan. This is like a, a weird cult movie. Um, some comedians or whatever did like a a, a, a funny dub, um, uh, kind of like what happened with uh, "What's Up, Tiger Lily," the Woody Allen movie. Um, well, I guess the, it's not a Woody Allen movie, but it's a Japanese movie that was dubbed into like a comedy, uh, which is weird because this is. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Japanese looked at it and said, "Hey, this is a comedy that's not funny. Let's make it funny." Because I don't know, dubbing dubbing over a comedy to make it a comedy is weird. Um, <laughs> that and, tells you how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it has a weird life in Japan, um, and uh, uh, it finally got released on DVD in two thousand three. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Also of note is that uh, Kubrick and Metacom uh, both made toys of Clean Kong, uh, which uh, Matt, you're a big toy guy. You gonna you gonna track these down or what? No, 
I do uh, not want Kong boobs, no. Yeah, and they have giant no. giant Kong boobs. Um, <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, oh man. Anyway, so how many how many Kong boobs do you give this out of five? I mean, it's a half. It's a half. I think. Okay. Just for just because Kong kicks the T Rex in the nuts. Okay. Uh, I think that's worthy of a half. You know what? I didn't think I would. I was gonna do this again, but <laughs> I'm gonna give this a third, <laughs> a third of a Kong boob. Uh, I really didn't think I was gonna ever give a score that low, but I've now done it twice. So, man, it only goes. It only goes uphill from here, right? I think I'm gonna revise my my score for for the Mighty Gorgon. Say the ha- a half. I don't know if I can if I can if I can go a third yet. I don't know if I've seen a movie that that terrible. Okay. Well, that bodes well for our next movie. Now we're gonna go to South Korea, Matt. Uh, and we're gonna talk about a movie called Ape. Uh. Uh, which apparently stands for attacking primate monster with the E in monster being the E in <laughs> ape, which makes no yeah, goddamn not, sense. That's, that's not how abbreviations work, but okay. Which apparently is a spoof <laughs> of the, the title MASH, like the show, which again, like what does that have to do with anything? Again, yeah, it's not. Anyway, uh, this is a U.S. Uh, Korean co-production um again made to cash in on the 76 remake of king kong um when it was first announced they tried to title it uh the title was new king kong and rko heard about (laughs) that and they said no uh here's a 1.5 million (laughs) dollar lawsuit and then the title was changed to Super Ape, and then eventually it was, and then uh, very briefly it was titled, um, or no, it was retitled in the 80s to Attack of the Giant Horny Gorilla. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the budget for the miniatures was $1,200. And the entire budget was $23,000, and it was shot in 14 days. Um, this is How was that a co-production? Like, you tell me one of those studios couldn't do that by themselves? That dude, no, ain't no, man. <laughs> it was two poor, it was two poor studios coming together. <laughs> uh, to make what sounds like a porno, but that's not what this movie is <laughs> at all. Like, that doesn't make that title... Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just... Um, so anyway, this was directed by Paul Leader, who made, like, I don't know, he, he made a lot of, like, grindhouse, like, exploitation, like, slasher movies. Uh, the most famous one that he did is called I Dismember Mama. That's probably the only one... <laughs> it's probably the only one that, uh, besides this, that you can even find. Um... And uh, Ape is also the first, uh, or one of the very first roles of Joanna Kearns, who most people know is the mom from Growing Pains. Uh, and I, I wonder if she'll ta- like. I wonder if like she would talk about this movie even. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Like I, I can't imagine that that she would ever look fondly on this film. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, 
this movie is, is virtually plotless. Um, basically, a, a giant ape escapes from an oil tanker. We don't know why it's in the oil tanker uh, off the coast of Korea. And uh, it escapes, and when it escapes, the, the ship just blows up for some reason. Um, and then and then he just... And then from there, the, the movie is really just him kind of, like, wandering around and just being, like, an asshole. It, like, he's just antisocial. Like, he just walks around and, like, <laughs> kicks things. And, uh, <laughs> and then eventually he kidnaps an actress... Um, who is, like, working on a movie, and, like, it's weird, because, like, they don't seem to think that, like, the gorilla, like, is that weird, so they just decide to, like, incorporate it into the movie. It's very weird. It's <laughs> like, mo- everyone in this movie has, like, the most, like, the most casual reaction to this giant gorilla giant walking ape. around. Yeah, it's like, they don't care that he's, yeah. It starts off where he fights a giant great white shark, um, so if you're a fan of King Kong and you're a fan of Jaws and you're like, oh man, what would it be like if they fought? Like, do you think this is an accurate representation of that? Uh, I would say that, that this is like Peter's worst nightmare is what, <laughs> what this fight is. So first of all, this gorilla suit immediate, cause the first scene in the movie is he escapes and then he fights the shark and you immediately notice how bad this gorilla suit is. You can see the gloves, you can see the eye holes, you can see... Like where the mask like disconnects from the rest of it, it's just awful. And so he, uh, he, the shark swims up, and it's very clear that you're just watching a guy in a gorilla suit wrestling with a dead shark. <laughs> and at the end of that, he rips the jaw open, and it's just like he just ripped a real shark open. <laughs> um, the shark's been dead the whole time, but yeah. it's just bizarre. Like he, he's just like. <sighs> He's just basically taking the shark and, like, throwing it, thrashing it back and forth. It's not even – it's the worst fight maybe. I mean oh, – I shouldn't say that. The last two fights from the other Kong ripoff films were pretty bad. This is also a very terrible fight. No. Um, and then, like I said, from there, it's just like he walks around and just kind of disrupts people's lives. Like, there's some kids on a playground, and he just walks up, and they all start running. And it's like <laughs> – like that's pretty much this movie is you just follow him and he walks around and then like in the second half is when he takes the girl and like they try to like just like incorporate him into scenes of the movie that the director is making. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like the the other guy in the movie like loves the actress and like at one point and he gets all like rapey and like slaps her around and stuff. <laughs> uh and, and he does fight really, a giant python too. I forgot about that. Yeah, it really is plotless. And yeah, there's a scene where he fight, quote unquote, fights a giant a, a python. And really, what that is is like you see a snake in a miniature tree, and the guy in the gorilla suit walks up to this snake who's just sitting there, and he picks it up and he throws it. And this movie is so poorly directed <laughs> that the snake actually hits the camera, and you can see the camera like <laughs> wobble, and then the scene just ends. That's it, yeah. And then, like, there's another scene where he walks up to a hang glider, and, like, he kind of, like, dances around with the hang glider, and, like, the guy's, like, bouncing up and down in his hand, and there's, like, this whimsical music playing, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, yeah, it's just a series of random, like, surreal scenes. As I mentioned before, oh, there's one part where, like, (laughs) 
he's walking around on a farm and like there's a fake cow and like he ste- he actually like steps over this like toy <laughs> cow in the ground. I yeah, that was a that was a great scene. <laughs> um and and just like Kong, uh, Queen Kong and the Mighty Gorga, like the miniatures are awful and like cardboard like what you th- what people think Godzilla movies are like. Uh, and it, like, it, it, apparently you didn't notice this when you watched it, but like, uh, there's certain scenes uh, during when like he's like rampaging through like the city or whatever, and you can see like the the feet on the ape are sneakers, like shoes, like <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> like like Converse like sneakers because like I guess they were just too lazy to put fake feet on the guy, um. And uh, it's well, he, weird because, like, that... the movie's played mostly straight, but then, like, there's certain scenes where, like, you feel like they're trying to be funny. Like, they're like, oh, like, the, the they call, like, the military colonel guy. And they're like, yeah, there's a giant ape. He's like, oh, what? I've seen King Kong. That's not real. It's like, this is so stupid. There's also that scene uh, where, like, it's actually, I think, a helicopter they like knocks out of the sky and then he flips it off. The ape flips off the helicopter. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like the, out of nowhere. The ape, <laughs> there is a scene where the <laughs> ape flips off the military. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Like, and, uh, what is going on? In this? And, um, there's also scenes of like humans, like standing next to like the big ape and, like you see, like the most fake looking. They look like these giant wooden ape legs, and it's just like everything about it is bad looking. Uh, although when the when they kill the ape at the end, like he like pukes up blood, and it, it it's like it's hilarious. Yep. Uh, and yeah. then And then at the end, instead of doing like uh, it was Beauty killed the Beast, they say he was just too big for a small world like ours. <laughs> uh, i will say you alluded to it earlier but like uh, uh tom rose who's uh played by rod Aarons and marilyn baker um who's joanna kearns like th- those two those two characters uh like they're just a little too like the entire movie i felt like like they were just gonna get it on it was <laughs> like really uncomfortable watching that film like i really thought like they were getting ready to watch like some sort of softcore porn at one point because they just like are just, ugh. It was it was really. <laughs> did you ever get that vibe? Because I really did. Uh, no, it, the, it, yeah, no, that it's. I don't know. This movie is just so weird that like, I don't know. the The script is the worst. The comedy relief is awful. Um and yeah, mo- the the antics of the ape is you're just watching him walk around and like doing weird things. Like he dances to like the score of the movie, he claps, he flips people off. He lets hang gliders <laughs> dance in his hand. It's he wears sneakers. <laughs> it's it's just it's terrible. It's all bad. Oh man. Yeah, it's not a good movie. No. So, so, uh... <laughs> so how many uh, how many mutilated dead sharks do you give this out of five? <laughs> oh man, I, I I got it's it's still it's it's definitely point five. It's it's a half. Like it's not it's not good. No. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I would do, I think I would do a half. Um, and that's, that's just because it's so surreal. Like you watch it and you really can't believe that <laughs> a movie like this grossly incompetent <laughs> even got made. What? What the other two films weren't grossly incompetent enough for you? Well, like... the la- oh, well, I don't know, man. Well, oh, I mean, this one is like it's it's incompetent, but like it's not. There there's certain scenes that like are just like amazing to watch. Like I don't know, it, it's 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 super surreal, and that's why I'm giving it a higher score than the last two. Because um, mm. it's like a weird fever dream of just an ape acting like an idiot for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, that that's pretty much, in one sentence, that's what it is. It's an ape acting like an idiot for an hour and a half. Um, and it's upholding, <laughs> it's upholding the curse that Koreans can't make giant monster movies. Uh, which... Um, no disrespect to the host, because the host is great, but that was 2005, man. <laughs> it took that long to break the curse. Uh, but no, that's Ape, and it's bad, and the people that made it should feel bad. <laughs> um, all right. So finally, we're going to wrap it up with the mighty... Peking Man, uh, which means we're going to Hong Kong, Matt, 1977, produced by the great Shaw Brothers, who, uh, that is the studio that made so many kung fu uh, films that it's impossible to count. Uh, If you are like me and like back in the day when TNT and USA used to have their like old kung fu movie marathons, chances are you watched a lot of Shaw Brothers movies. And this is their second uh, giant monster movie out of two. The other one was uh, Inframan, which it was a uh, kind of Ultraman knockoff that is uh, really a lot of fun. Um, you haven't seen Inframan, have you, Matt? I have not, but I've heard it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, you'll you'll like it a lot. Um, that was 75, uh, but this is 77. Um and uh <clears throat> to handle the effects work um uh we had uh they farmed out some japanese um effects guys so we have uh mr arakawa who was a uh, special effects dire- uh director and Subaraya's like uh assistant on a lot of the Showa Toho stuff. Um, Koichi Kawakita was the assistant effects director. Um, and then uh, we also have some work from uh, Mr. Na- uh, Nakano, who you know was the effects director from the uh, 70s Godzilla movies. And also um, uh, Murase doing the, uh, the suit. So, um, so there's, there is a big Japanese connection here. Uh, and if, I mean, if you like... Uh, the Toho effects guys, I mean, this is their work as well, uh, even though it's not a Toho production. Um, uh, and um, this is a movie that was pretty obscure. It got a, a release in 1980 here under the title Goliathan, but it was really, um, of all people, Quentin Tarantino 
that really brought it to the U.S. market um, in the late 90s. Uh, Tarantino had a, a briefly a, a home video label called Rolling Thunder Pictures where um, some of the, the foreign movies um, and, uh, you know, some exploitation movies that were really obscure uh, indie movies that he really liked, um, he would put them out under this label, which was pretty much like, uh, hey, you want to see a good movie? Here's some recommendations from Quentin Tarantino. Um, and uh, Mighty Peking Man was one of them. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino loves this movie. Uh, you know who else loved this movie? I uh, do not. You're going to have to give me the answer. <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I mean, quick plot breakdown. Uh, this is very much uh, the King Kong story um, about a group of people from Hong Kong going to uh, an Indian... Um, uh, the, uh, the Indian part of the Himalayas to look for this like giant yeti like character character creature they call the peking man <laughs> you are tired oh <laughs> uh, yeah dude um and they find him and uh twist of the 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 story is they also find a a hot blonde chick uh who like her parents were kill, killed in a crash there and she's like grown up with the ape. So um that's like where the love interest isn't an outsider, it's actually a woman that like grew up with with the the ape, um, the Peking man. Uh and you know, she just wears like a animal skin bikini and swings around like Tarzan and um <laughs> Anyway, eventually uh, they bring um, the girl, her name's Samantha, and the Peking Man, who I guess his name is Utom? Utom? Anyway, I'll just call him Peking Man. They bring him back to Hong Kong, and if you've seen King Kong, you know where where that goes. Um, and uh, I had the pleasure, I, I brought the DVD over to Matt's place, and we watched it uh, on a late Saturday night. Um... So Matt, how did you? What did you think of the Mighty Peking Man, the Cur- or uh, the Hong Kong uh, Kong seventy six ripoff? Dude, this movie is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, it's like first of all, you have the bizarre like safari stuff that they go through, and like tigers or lion, leopards or whatever they are, like biting people's legs off, <laughs> which is. A, I, yeah, that's I, in like the all first this, like, fifteen minutes. Like a a lion or something bites <laughs> bites a guy's leg off. <laughs> it's like what is going on? Um, I mean, th- there's it's there's definitely some some uh, some plot stuff that kind of goes unresolved. Like the the main character's like uh, brother like sleeps with his fiance, <laughs> and then like at the very end he like tries to she tries to get back together with him, but he's already with the blonde girl. And then the blonde girl sees them kissing. And then all of a sudden he's like back with the blonde girl. It's just really like that stuff is kind of some really dumb movie stuff. They should have just edited out. But like overall, the movie is just a ton of fun. Um, I love the, the, the miniature work, even though it's not as strong as Toho's typical stuff. Right. Um, the movie itself is an absolute blast and it's easily, 
the best, you know, Kong ripoff film, like by far. I, I can't think of anything that would be better. Yeah, especially no, out of the I, crap I that we've talked about tonight. It's, <laughs> it's leaps and bounds better than any of the movies we've talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, the, the effects aren't as good as something like the Toho Productions. Um, but, you know, I don't know how much money they were working with in comparison or whatever. But even then, the miniatures are pretty decent. And uh, you can tell the stuff that Nakano worked on because everything explodes. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the, it does, yeah. The suit is definitely not uh, up to par with, you know, I mean, you hear, you see like Murase and all these guys. Uh, and again, I mean, I don't know what it is with the Japanese and gorilla suits. Um but no, uh, it's a lot of fun. I actually think the part where like uh, he, the Peking man, sees our hero and the girl like having sex is amazing. The mighty Peking like, man. Yeah, he yeah. he sees that he like he peeks into like the cave and then like he like throws like a tantrum. <laughs> he like, he, like he gets, walks away all sad. Yeah, he gets all mad. Um, but uh. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's really it's really quickly paced. Um uh the movie fl- breezes right by you. Um it's never it's ne- it's never boring. Um and uh yeah, no. I mean, I I think it's a it's a lot of fun and this one I would recommend and I not only do I like it more than the other movies we've talked about on this podcast, I like it more than um uh the 76 kong um, oh yeah me too the 76 kong might be a little bit more competently made but i would watch this any day and if the 76 kong was even like a fragment as fun as this it would have been much better um and uh no i mean the, this movie it has a it's, it's got a cult following and i think it's got a cult following following for a good reason um uh, someone who was always very weird about, like, just very weird uh, opinions when it comes to kaiju movies that really liked this is Roger Ebert, um, who I've always respected a lot, um, even if I don't always agree. But um, he said it was a fun, it was fun, it was funny, and uh, he said it was his favorite uh, monster movie to come out of Hong Kong. Um, uh, he said he didn't like it quite as much as uh, Inframan, but um, but he yeah he he gave it a good review as well. Um, and I mean it's an it's absurd, it's funny, uh, it goes by quick. Um, it's just a fun movie all around. Miniatures are awesome. Yeah, they just, re- they really are. They're, it's it's a it's a really like if you if you're a fan of, of Tokusatsu in general, I don't think there's a reason for you not to give this movie a shot. And uh, it blows the the '76 Kong movie away, in my opinion. And I love King Kong Lives. I'm one of the few people that that loved that movie, like as a kid. Why? It's not uh, nostalgia. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those films. I like. It's not good. I mean, I like it more on an ironic level, but. Um, this movie I would place above my, yeah, I, I definitely like it more than that as well. It's like, it's, uh, it's just a fun movie. I mean, it's, you know, not King Kong escapes level fun, but like also the, anytime the, um, there's like a close up shot of the mighty peaking man and he's like, and he's roaring that like derpy face that he makes and like his <laughs> one eye is like, like looking the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's poor. 
Oh, this what's, poor little what's bastard. What's worse, that or the... We forgot <laughs> to mention it when we talked about King Kong Escapes. I don't know how, but what's that? The That or the close-up puppet that was used in King Kong Escapes where he like just moves like his upper lip? Uh, I got, I think the mighty peaking man's a little worse. Cause like his eyes are like, he's like cross-eyed. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to bring us down, but I do, I should mention, uh, oh, you're going to do it. Aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should I know mention that, uh, the leopard in the movie, uh, <laughs> you will notice in the scenes where it is interacting with people that its mouth is sewn shut. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that honestly, if you weren't watching, if you weren't looking for it, you probably wouldn't notice. That's why when I was watching it with Matt, I was like, I'll tell you when we're, when we're done. <laughs> uh, but it is, it is worth mentioning because some people out there will probably uh, uh, notice it right away. Um, uh, and it's unfortunate, and obviously we don't condone uh, any kind of animal cruelty. And it's, you know, it, it's really bad that that happened. Um, luckily, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not in too many scenes. Um, and, uh, regardless, you know, I, I do think it's, it's a movie worth recommending. Um, so, uh, yeah, not to bring everyone down, but it's something to be <laughs> cautious of. Uh, I think so. It's, it's to consider it just a friendly, like, Hey, you're going to see this, prepare yourself for it gonna be quick i honestly wouldn't have noticed it if you had not told me i don't yeah. think but I, I i think i just I, would have been oblivious to it you would have but you know the, i i ruin things some sometimes so. no but i mean like i know other people <laughs> wouldn't have i think yeah you know Cause, like I, we, I, we were having a discussion on facebook and somebody else had mentioned it and yeah I mean, and, and that's fine like I, I get it yeah i mean it's just i know some people are sensitive to stuff like that uh and you know it's it, it's just you know i i don't think it's something that should make you not want to watch the movie because it is, it's very brief, um, shots, but y- you know, it's, it's just, you know, friendly, like, Hey, brace yourself. True story. So how many, uh, I don't know what, how many, like how many sewn, <laughs> how many sewn leopard mouths do I give it out of five? <laughs> I thought you were going to do that. I was trying to, <laughs> <laughs> Bird has um, no soul today. He's 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 soulless. <laughs> what happened to you, Bird? Dude, I don't know, man. Trump. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, uh, I so would, I, I would give this. A, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, honestly, I, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. Dang it, man! I, I am too. Like, <laughs> I mean, like I know it's dumb, but it's it's just it's too much fun. Yeah, that's the thing. Like for me, my level of enjoyment was. I, I had a blast the entire time. Like the movie is, yeah, it's stupid, but I like stupid movies, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. But no. I and thank you to Quentin Tarantino for giving it a uh, a life on video. Um. So yeah, I mean, hey, if our if if our recommendation isn't good enough for you, Quentin Tarantino says that you should watch this. So. That is true. Um. That is true. All right. Uh, I mean, there, there's some other Kong ripoffs that, uh, 
you know, like when the Peter Jackson movie came out, there was King of the Lost Island, I think it was called, but it was from the Asylum, uh, who make those like mockbusters, like Transmorphers, and they also do like the Sharknado <laughs> movies. And uh, I mean, I love stupid B movies, so I actually like uh, the Asylum. Um, but uh, it, when I that was one that I never watched, and when I was reading about it, I guess the giant. It's more like an ad- adaptation of the Lost World, and there's a giant gorilla in it for like like two minutes so i was like eh, we won't we won't look at that one um and then what was that uh, yeti movie we're talking about yeah there's a yeti movie i think it's an italian movie uh that we didn't watch which we will we will trust me um which i it looks god awful uh the yeti is like just <laughs> a big like hairy like italian guy uh Giant of the 20th century, Yeti, giant of the 20th century. Yeah, yep, it's like literally yep. a guy with painted on hair. It's It looks terrible, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a couple more out there that uh, uh, maybe we'll, we'll do uh, Banglar King Kong one day. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, man. Um, you know, we didn't mention uh, Goto from uh, Ultra Q, which isn't really – I mean it was the King Kong escape suit. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, a modified – Toho Kong suit for Ultra Q. That was the second episode. Uh, That's actually an awesome episode. Yeah, no, it it is. Um, I I I love Ultra Q anyway, but that is a good episode. It's very um, it's very bizarre. It's about like a a baby monkey that uh, loves milk and he grows big, um, and you know they have to decide what to do about it. Um, uh, Yeah, that that's a that's a really. cool episode not not again not the best monkey suit but um yeah i mean there there's giant monkeys and apes and gorillas and in, in a lot of stuff um but i think i think we covered the the most relevant ones um and i would say mighty peking man by far wins out in this bunch followed pretty closely by conga um yeah the other ones i the other three i really wouldn't recommend but i i would recommend conga and mighty (laughs) peking man yeah like unless you're just in the mood to torture yourself like i'll be honest watching the other three movies uh, (laughs) like it was uh it was bad i mean it was i suffered for the podcast let's put it that way (laughs) yeah um yeah, I, the only ones I would watch again are Conga and Mighty Peking Man. Uh, yep. I don't think I'll ever watch the other ones ever again. Um, no, I will not. So yeah, uh, that that those are your King Kong knockoffs. A uh, very mixed bag. I would say I would rate I would go Peking Man, Conga, Ape, Queen Kong, and then Gorga would be how I would rank these. Yeah, I think my ranking is pretty much identical to yours. Uh, although the last three, like, they're all crap. So, like, throw them in a bag and, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're so... They're, they're just, they're not good. No, honestly. not at all. <laughs> they're just not good. Um, uh, the, fa- the fact that they got made, I just... Uh, baffling. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, well, um, those are King Kong uh, knockoffs and... Um, yeah, uh, we will see you next time, I guess. Uh, again, remember, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, leave us iTunes reviews, all that good stuff. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to you next time. 
which will probably be Skull Island. All right, well, see, see ya.